Folks, welcome back to another installment of Mayhem in the Mid-South. Our episode today, number 13, will be the Atlanta Child Murders. In Atlanta, Georgia, from 1979 to 1981, Approximately 28 black children and young adults were murdered. The deaths would be attributed to a lone killer. Now, most serial killers, like most killers in general, tend to kill within their own racial or ethnic group. What is a serial killer? The definitions vary, with some scholars defining it as a person who kills three or more individuals in separate events and who is motivated by various combinations of hedonism, sexual lust, desire for power and dominance, and or misplaced missionary zeal to rid the world of undesirables. FBI simply says it is the unlawful killing of two or more victims by the same offender or offenders in separate events. What we will find when looking into this story is that there are, unsurprisingly, many theories as to who is responsible. The Klan, a police officer, with others saying it couldn't have been a black man, thus ignoring the statistical data that says otherwise. In a study titled African Americans and Serial Killing in the Media, The Myth and the Reality, Anthony Walsh from Boise State University wrote that in a sample of 413 serial killers, operating in the United States from 1945 to mid-2004, it was found that 90 were African-American. Relative to the African-American proportion of the population across that time period, African-Americans were overrepresented in the ranks of serial killers. As we look through this case, several questions might be floating through your mind. Were all the victims killed by the same man or men? How many of the victims died from the hands of a relative rather than a stranger? Will DNA help us find that the killer is someone other than the man who was sent to prison? Edward Smith was 14 years of age. He was last seen alive on Saturday, July 21, 1979. Him and his girlfriend had been at the Greenbrier Skating Rink, which was at 3850 Stone Road Southwest. After he left there, some talk that he might have been down on Campbellton and Fairburn Street 
which is just down the road from the skating rink. And at some point, he disappeared. Wednesday, 25th of July, 1979. Alfred Evans is last seen at the bus stop on Glenwood. Now, allegedly, Evans was going to catch the bus ride down to the Coronet Theater, which was down on Peachtree Street. He was never seen again. July 28th, 1979. The bodies of Edward Smith and Alfred Evans are found in a wooded area in the 1800 block of Niski Lake Road, southwest. Alfred Evans' cause of death is ruled as asphyxiation by strangulation. Edward Smith is ruled to have died from a 22 caliber gunshot wound to the upper back. Milton Harvey was 14 years old. September 4th, 1979. He was last seen at the Citizens and Southern Bank. He was on a yellow 10-speed bike. Now that bank he was supposed to be going to was at 3885 Old Gordon Road Northwest. And that's about three miles from his house. Now, a fellow with a drilling company claimed to have seen two boys pushing a bike somewhere in the area of Fulton Industrial Boulevard, which is the intersection right there at the bank. But I don't know what the cross street was. Now, about a week after Milton ended up missing, a neighbor found his bicycle leaning up against a pine tree off Sandy Creek Road near the Charlie Brown Airport. Now, I can't believe that he would just leave his bicycle propped up against a tree and go off willingly with somebody. It just doesn't make any sense. Almost sounds like or looks like this one might have been more of a snatch and grab than it was a coaxing somebody into your vehicle. Now, November of 79, November 16th to be exact, skeletal remains of Milton Harvey were found just off of Desert Road and Red Wine Road. 
Now they could not determine cause of death. Something we want to keep in mind is, according to the experts, serial killers, when they begin, they generally have a tendency to strike close to their their home, their area of where they live. It has to do with their comfort zone. So later on, we're going to see where these other bodies are found and if we can get a general idea of where they actually were at when they got grabbed up, we want to see if it's going to match with anybody the police are looking at or have interest in. October 21st, 1979. Yusuf Bell, he's nine years old. Now he lives there in the 400 block of Fulton Street. Now, a neighbor lady asked him to run down to the store and buy her a can of snuff. And that little grocery store is on McDaniels, so it's just right there. It's not far from the house. Now, he was seen in the store buying the snuff and some candy. And he leaves the store. And he's walking back down the street. And somewhere near the intersection of McDaniel and Fulton, he's seen getting into a blue car. Now, it's also possible it could have been a little further east down the street on Fulton, maybe the 300 block, but it's somewhere in that general area he gets into a blue car. There was a witness that had said that the, they thought the driver of the car looked like Yusuf's father, a fellow named John Bell, who was the mama's ex-husband. Now the mother, Miss Bell, she doesn't believe it. Allegedly, Mr. Bell failed a polygraph test. I have no idea if he actually took one or what the results were. Now, about two weeks later, Yusuf's body is found in an abandoned school, E.P. Johnson Elementary School which used to be located at 494 Martin Street Southeast. And it was stuffed in a crawl space. It was found there by the janitor. There was a piece of masking tape 
stuck to the clothing. Emmy ruled that uh, the victim had been struck twice in the head and cause of death was asphyxiation by manual strangulation. As you can see by the map, got the first three victims are in the uh, southwest part of the city. Useless bodies been found. It's north northeast of where those bodies were. Definitely in a different section of town. <laughs> 